Hey there, Sinners Nation. It is almost game day, and welcome to the Locked on Sinners podcast. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about what Oklahoma has to do to beat the Kansas State Wildcats for the first time since 2018. We're going to get into what Oklahoma has to do on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the football. We'll also talk about a throwback opportunity for the Sooners in the passing game. I'll give you my picks in the Big 12 and for the Oklahoma Sooners and K-State coming up on today's show of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Lockdown Sooners Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Sooners, and you can follow the show on Facebook, Lockdown Sooners Podcast. We're available on the Google Odyssey, Apple, and Spotify apps. Thank you so much for making this your very first listen every single day. Very much appreciate the time that you give here to Locked On Sooners and to myself. And uh, looking forward to talking about this Kansas State game with you. You can also read my work over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com where we're getting you ready for a big weekend of college football. It's going to be a lot of fun every Saturday in college football season is a lot of fun. Am I right? I mean, even when the Sooners are struggling, you're looking forward to that Saturday afternoon football game. So let's dig into it. So I want to talk about what Oklahoma has to do when they have the ball. And then we're going to talk about what Oklahoma has to do when K-State has the ball. So first of all, let's talk about what Oklahoma has to do when they have the ball, because that's been the topic of discussion all week long, whether it's on Twitter, on Facebook, blogs, you know, different websites over at Sooners Wire. We've talked about it a ton because it's the thing that has been struggling the most. This is an Oklahoma Sooners team that we've become accustomed to scoring 35, 40 points a game in order to win football games. It wasn't that long ago. They had to do that. We even saw at the beginning of the 2020 season, you know, even when they lost those games to Iowa State and Kansas State, they were scoring in the 30s. It's just their defense was also allowing in the 30s against Texas. It took a big, you know, scoring output in order to beat Texas. And then down the stretch, the defense started playing well and, you know, the offense was still playing really, really well too, but they weren't having to do as much. It was a team that was a lot more balanced in the second half of the season. And so coming into this year, you're thinking, okay, another second year, Spencer Rattler, second year, Marvin Mims, a deeper wide receiver group with Jaden Hazelwood coming back Michael Woods coming into the fold. And you thought, Hey, this is going to be a better offense than it was last year. And yet it hasn't really been that. Unfortunately, even with guys like Kennedy Brooks, Eric Gray joining the squad as well. And so, and some of it is, you know, we've, it's been discussed all over the place, but some of the issue is on Spencer Rattler. We got to, you got to lay some of the blame at your quarterback, but not all of it. You know, some of it's got to be on the blocking schemes, the run game, There's just a combination of factors. I mean, football is the ultimate team sport. Not any issue falls on just one player. And so we've got to take into context that, hey, there's 11 other guys or 10 other guys on the field other than the quarterback. There's guys on the sideline. They're going to contribute as well. And it's not simply always the quarterback's fault for everything. Look back to the West Virginia game. Yes, he had the interception. But Spencer Rattler played a pretty solid game that day. It wasn't all bad. I mean, when you complete 72% of your passes, you're not having a bad game. 
Now, if you throw like four or five picks, you know, hey, we can call that a bad game. But when you throw one interception, it's not good, but it's not bad either. So let's talk about what Oklahoma has to do against this Kansas State offense. You know, you look at NCAA statistics. I love stats, you know, and so I'm going to try and share more of those with you as we go along. But Kansas State against the run has actually been pretty good. They're 11th in the nation against the run, just allowing 2.35 yards per carry and 75.2 yards per game. Oklahoma is a little bit better about the, against the run, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. But it's a game. It's a team that's really good as a run defending team, which has been one of Oklahoma's weaknesses this year. Uh, against the pass, they're allowing 7.7 yards per attempt, which is pretty solid. Like that's, I mean, if you're an, an opposing passing offense, that's pretty decent. Uh, they're allowing allowing 11.4 yards per completion and 255 yards per game. And that's a hundredth in the nation. And so this is a passing offense. This is kind of okay. When we saw Spencer Sanders last week for Oklahoma State go for over 300 yards against Kansas State through two touchdowns, leading the Oklahoma State Cowboys to a big win to get to 4-0. And so I think this is going to be an opportunity for Spencer Rattler and the Oklahoma Sooners passing attack to really come out of their shell they're they're going to bounce back in this game and one way i kind of alluded to it on yesterday's show and on our twitter account as well that i think the the answer for the oklahoma Sooners offense isn't less spencer rattler but it's actually more spencer rattler what i mean by that is this lincoln riley comes from mike leach's air raid system that's what he grew up in that's the the base for his offense so why not fully embrace the air raid this season. Why did tech have to run the air raid? One, they just didn't have the same talent as a lot of the teams in the big 12. Like they didn't have the talent that was going to compete year in, year out, down in, down out with a Texas, with an Oklahoma. So they kind of had to game up their, their system a little bit in order to uh, hide some talent deficiencies, namely along the offensive line. And, the way that they were able to do that is run the quick game passing concepts, bubble screens, tight end screens, a lot of slant out combinations. You're not trying to develop a ton of things deep every single time. Like this is not a, if you're tech, you can't run four verts. Like you can't run four verticals and just try to kill teams deep all the time because you just don't have the offensive line play that, that can support that. Oklahoma traditionally has had the offensive line play so they can, they can line up, you know, and block with five contain that and they can go deep. We saw it through Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. We thought we saw it through those years that they were a team that was going to be capable of blocking up front and getting the ball deep this year. They just haven't shown to be that capable on a consistent basis. And Spencer Rattler has very few deep passing attempts right now. And that's, that's very um, uncharacteristic of his passing game. And so what do we need to do if you're Lincoln Riley and your Spencer Rattler, well, if the offensive line isn't going to be able to provide you enough time to hit things deep, then get the ball out quick. Force Spencer Rattler into situations where he has to make a quick decision and get the ball out. Now, his decision-making has been a little bit suspect, but based on what the defense is that he's seeing, I mean, he's going to know what where to go with the ball before he ever snaps the ball, if he's reading it right. And so, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, run some bubble screens, run some slants, run some slant out com- concepts on the outside, go four and five wide. I mean, you can spread it out and go four wide and then you're forcing the defense to take a defender out of the box. And then that's when you can hit them with a run. 
you, you, you know, get light boxes from the opposing defense. And then that's when you try to gash them with, you know, five man blocking schemes up front. You got a guy like Eric gray who would thrive in a spread offense. Like he's a guy that you could throw it to out of the backfield. He would thrive running between the tackles uh, in some of these spread run concepts as well. And so I think, I really think like if the offensive line play isn't going to really improve the rest of this year, then Oklahoma just needs to look at spreading it out and getting the ball out of Spencer Rattler's hands quickly and going full on air raid. And somebody on Twitter commented, I mean, and it was a reasonable point. You know, they said, you know, Oklahoma doesn't need to try and emulate Texas tech. And I get it. Like Oklahoma should have better talent than tech, but right now the offensive line in the blocking system and Spencer Rattler in, in the deep passing game just haven't been effective enough to consistently try to run that out. Now, Lincoln Riley is going to keep calling those deep passing plays because he wants his quarterback to be able to unleash it. And he wants to try and find, you know, big plays. Every team needs big plays in order to win. You can't constantly go on 14, 15 yard drives and expect to convert those for touchdowns every single time. There's too many variables that can happen. A penalty, a, a, a fumbled snap, an, a turnover, uh, a missed route that leads to an incompletion. I mean, there's so many different things that could go wrong that could kill a drive. And so Lincoln Riley is right in that they need to continue to attack deep. But at some point, you also got to realize that things aren't just working very, uh, things are not in sync with the deep passing game. And so Oklahoma, get back to Lincoln Riley's air raid days and go full air raid four or five. I mean, how much fun would it be to see a four wide receiver group with Marvin Mims in the slot? You can even throw a guy like Mike Woods in the slot if you want with the speed that he got he has or Mario Williams in the slot and then you go Jaden Hazelwood and Michael Woods on the outside I mean that's that's pretty fun you throw a guy like Eric Gray in the backfield to catch swing passes or run some Texas routes and you're going to have a, a lot of fun as an offense but get the ball out quick and that's that's really all I ask that's all I ask and it shouldn't be too much to ask because you know this Oklahoma Sooners team you know they've got the, the offensive play caller they've got the offensive skill to be able to run pretty much any system and so now's the time to go ahead and get the ball out of Spencer Rattler's hands pretty quick and move the football, get more consistent. Let me talk to you about Bill Bar real quick. It is my favorite protein bar ever. It's one of my favorite breakfasts going right now because it tastes great. And not only does it taste great, but it is great for you. Only 150 to 180, sorry, 130 to 180 calories. Great flavors. They got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie. My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. You can also get cookies and cream and German chocolate. They are so good. It doesn't even feel like I'm eating a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Only four or five grams of sugar, if you can believe that. And four or five grams of net carbs. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's great and it's great for you. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15, pardon me, and you'll get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. All right, now let's talk about what the Oklahoma Sooners have to do to slow down the K State offense. Now it's going to be a bit of a, a mixed bag as we head into this matchup because, first of all, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors about who's going to be playing quarterback for the Wildcats. Uh, you know, Spencer or sorry, Skylar Thompson um, has been working his way back from an injury and Chris Kleiman kind of alludes to the fact that maybe he won't play. It's, he says it's unlikely that he'll play. Although there's one side, I believe it was two, four, seven sports that 
argued that he probably will based on last week. He went through warmups, didn't seem to have any setbacks. And, you know, they, they seem to, and the rumors are that Thompson will play. And obviously if that's the case, that's going to create a big challenge for the Oklahoma Sooners defense. I mean, we saw two years ago, I think it was two years ago that he had a huge rushing day. And then last year had a huge passing day. Uh, so he's a guy that can beat you both ways through the, through the air with his arm. It's and unlike his backup, you know, backup Will Howard, he's, he's a better runner than he is a thrower. He's just not a very accurate quarterback. Uh, and so, I mean, if you're, if you're the Sooners, obviously you want the toughest matchup that you can get. And Skylar Thompson's going to bring that. Now Lincoln Riley has been saying that he's, they've been preparing for both quarterbacks to play uh, and who knows what's going to happen come Saturday. I mean, even if Skylar Thompson was scheduled to play, I mean, there's always a chance for a setback as well. And so, uh, you know, the quarterback position is going to be very interesting to watch uh, as this game or as Friday and Saturday unfold in pregame warmups. I think that's the thing everybody's going to keep be keeping their eye on. Uh, and then obviously, man, there's Deuce Vaughn. We, we talk about Deuce Vaughn all the time because he's such a fun player to watch, first of all. And then secondly, he's just really good at what he does. Uh, you know, this is a kid that is not the biggest running back in the world, but he's somebody that is constantly able to make things happen between the tackles because of his quickness, his elusive, his elusiveness and, um, and just his ability to make people miss uh, so far in the 2021 season, he's got 398 rushing yards in four games, averaging 5.4 yards per carry and five touchdowns. Uh, so far he's got 15 runs of 10 plus yards, 15. That's, that's incredible. Like 20% of his runs are going for 15 or for 10 or more yards. So that's, man, that's an incredible amount. He's got 19 missed tackles forced, according to Pro Football Focus. So this is going to be one of those players that Oklahoma is going to have to rally the, to, to bring down. He's, he's somebody, obviously, that they ha- are very familiar with. And, I mean, they're going to have to fly to the football. They're not going to be able to kind of sit back and wait for Kansas state to make a mistake because Deuce Vaughn is just too good of a player to um, not make a big play at some point in time. And so it's going to be a big challenge. You know, Oklahoma's run defense has actually been better in Kansas state. Oklahoma's run defense ranks ninth in the country right now. They're allowing uh, just, uh, I lost it. I think they were allowing just like 2.3 yards per carry, only like 74 yards per game so far through 2021. Now they played a Western Carolina team that wasn't very good in the run game, uh, but you know, their games against Tulane, they had a weapon in the running game. Obviously West Virginia had Letty Brown and they contained him. And, and then against Nebraska, I mean, uh, aside from Adrian Martinez, there was nobody really else to, to run. And so this is going to be a tough matchup. I think that the Oklahoma Sooners can contain him, but it's going to take a total team effort. And you know, you know that they're going to look to try and take advantage of the Oklahoma Sooners linebackers and coverage. And maybe that's why we started seeing uh, Alex Grinch just running that linebacker straight into uh, trying to shut off the, the running back coming out of the backfield because they know that coming with Deuce Vaughn, they're going to need to have a game plan. And maybe that's part of the game plan is just running straight to Deuce Vaughn, take away that option, for Skylar Thompson and potentially take away some big plays because obviously he's going to have these big plays. One thing that does concern me is that if does, if whoever plays, 
that Oklahoma gets a little bit better in the read option game. I mean, we've seen Skylar Thompson run that a bunch. Will Howard just a couple weeks ago had a really great day running the football. And so if Oklahoma, if Oklahoma is not able to contain the read option better than what they have in the last couple of weeks, it'll be a bit, it'll be a bit of a struggle for them. You know, against West Virginia, they had a hard time uh, shutting down green in the red zone. And that was because they weren't keying on him at all. They didn't have somebody to, to fill that gap as the edge defender crashed, or if it was the ed, edge defender's job to maintain contain on the quarterback, then he doesn't need to be biting so hard on the, the run action. But last week, that's what happened. So that's going to be a tough matchup for everybody involved. It, it takes great communication, great team defense to, to slow down the read option run game. And so, yeah, that, that's going to be a challenge for Oklahoma. They've been great against the run. They've struggled a little bit with running quarterbacks, but maybe this is the week that they write the ship. Uh, also, you know, Kansas State, they don't really, they haven't really thrown the ball this much this year. They're averaging, I think it was just like 160 passing yards per game. So they're making a lot of their money on the ground. And, you know, they've been effective at doing that. Now, if Skylar Thompson's back, I expect there to be much more of a 50-50 split in the running pass game, at least while the game is still undecided. Uh, but that's really what it comes down to, is if you can slow down Skylar Thompson in the passing game, that you can limit Deuce Vaughn a bit, at least in the running game, then you're going to have a great chance to win. You know, I think this is an Oklahoma defense that's as well suited to stop Kansas state as they've been in several years. And we know that they're, they're flying around to the football right now. And they've got a lot of guys that are playing really good, aggressive football. And if they can keep that up against Kansas state, then it's probably going to lead to a win. Uh, but coming up next, I'll talk to you about who I think is going to win on the first full big 12 slate of games. Also give you my prediction for the Oklahoma University Kansas state. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, Deandre Moore, man. He dropped a nice little celebration. I mean, DeAndre Moore scored a touchdown for Los Alamitos tonight. And uh, after he scored the touchdown, obviously he caught the pass from Malachi Nelson. He put his hands up in the O and they dropped him into the U and it was fantastic, man. Just repping Oklahoma on a Thursday night uh, out in California against Corona Del Mar. So big shout out to DeAndre Moore for representing the school. Even in high school, you're still a couple years away from making your Oklahoma Sooners debut, but already putting forth that good, positive PR, and we love to see it, man. So kudos, congrats. Uh, looking forward to watching you guys play more. So let's talk about Big 12 coming up next. Let's talk about uh, what I think is going to happen in the Oklahoma-Kansas State game as well. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED. On. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag, where the game starts. Also, got to talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. If you love props and you love fantasy sports, well, this is the game for you. 
Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more props than anybody in the world. You can get Power Five as well as mid major players you might not have even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. So if you're looking at doubling down on some, some Oklahoma Prize props, you can get rushing yards by Kennedy Brooks and passing yards by Spencer Rattler, or you can go interceptions by Skylar Thompson. Just really throw it out there and get, get crazy with it. Uh, so you can go to prizepicks.com. You can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code locked on. Don't hesitate. Check out prize picks and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, let's look at this first full weekend of Big 12 games. I mean, last week when we had you know, four of the six games played were, were Big 12 games, but this is the first week where every single team is playing and they're all playing Big 12 opponents. Uh, first in the 12 o'clock slate, this is one of the more intriguing matchups, and that's Texas versus TCU. They're going to be traveling to Fort Worth to face the, the Horned Frogs. And, you know, Steve Sarkeesian admitted, like, they're not blind to the fact that Texas has struggled with TCU since the Horned Frogs joined the Big 12. But I don't think that's going to be the case this week. I mean, Casey Thompson is looking fantastic. The Steve Sarkeesian offense is looking great. Bijan Robinson is obviously really, really good. They've got great wide receivers. And I just don't think that TCU's defense is going to be able to hold them back enough for the Horned Frogs offense and Max Duggan to, to contend in this game. You know, Texas, they just put up 70 points on Texas Tech. And while we say, well, that's just Texas Tech, I don't think that TCU's defense has been any better this year. I mean, they allowed 32 points to Cal. Uh, they just allowed, was it, 40-something points to SMU. And so if you're a Gary Patterson defense, you've got to be playing better than that. And with Texas coming to town off the heels of 70 points to Texas Tech, big yikes for the Horned Frogs. This is going to, this could get really ugly, really, really fast because Casey Thompson is playing the best football of his college career. And then in the, so got to take Texas in that one. Sorry, we're going to horns down, even though I'm going to take Texas. Uh, and then at three 30, it's Texas tech versus West Virginia, Texas tech travels to Morgantown to face the Mountaineers. And I like West Virginia in this one. I just think that defense is, is really, really good up front. They're really, really good. And that's going to be really difficult for, um, now blanking on the Red Raiders quarterback's name that's taken over for uh, uh, Tyler Shuck. Uh, sorry, Henry Columbia. There it is. Uh, you know, taking over. And I just don't think he's going to be able to do enough against West Virginia's defense that, man, they, they flew around. They played really, really sound football, but they played it aggressively too. So give me West Virginia in this one, in a close one. I think it could be something like 23 to 14 or 23 to 17 or something like that. Uh, and then I'm going to skip over Oklahoma for a second. And then we got Kansas at Iowa state. Obviously this is going to be an Iowa state win. The, the question is going to be how, by how much, you know, Josh neighbors posed the question on the locked on big 12 round table show that we did yesterday. Uh, does Kansas score a touchdown? And I think they do. I mean, they, they put up 33 points to, on Duke last week. Now it's not a great Duke team, but still, I mean, and they put up some points on Coastal Carolina. I think they're capable of putting up points on Iowa State. Now, Iowa State's defense is going to be the best they played this year, but I still think this is a team that's capable of, of moving the ball way better than what we've seen in the past from Kansas teams. And so, yeah, give me, give me the Iowa State Cyclones in this one. Uh, that's a huge point spread. I'm not sure if they'll cover it, but I think Iowa State wins this one. And then in the primetime, the other primetime matchup, 
between Baylor and Oklahoma State. This is the only game featuring two ranked opponents in the Big 12. You got number 21 Baylor against number 19 Oklahoma State. And this is a tough one, man. I think I could see both teams winning this one. It's it's a matchup of four and O teams. So one of them is going to leave undefeated. But I think right now, I think I trust Dave Aranda's defense a little bit more than Spencer Sanders passing attack. Now we saw last week, Spencer Sanders threw for over 300 yards, had a great game, uh, but you know, he, he only averaged like 7.8 yards per attempt, even though they, as a team, sorry, the, the average depth of target was 7.8 yards per attempt while the team averaged more than 10 yards per, uh, per attempt. And so I still feel it's a bit of fool's gold uh, for Oklahoma State. I think Baylor's defense is really good. Jerry Bohannon is looking really, really good as well. And they seem to be getting timely plays. Uh, they got a, a big kickoff return for a touchdown last week against the Cyclones. And so, man, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to go with Baylor in this one, even though they're going on the road. I think this is going to be a true kind of the biggest test of Aranda's first year or first few years at the helm for the bears. But I think this is the one where they go and they upset Oklahoma state and keep the good times rolling. Now let's talk about Oklahoma and uh, Kansas state. Uh, we've talked about it, man. Kansas state's two and zero under Chris Kleiman against the Oklahoma Sooners. And this is just a game that Oklahoma has to win. They got to figure out a way to exercise the demons a little bit against a really good Kansas state team, a well-coached Kansas state team and Skylar Thompson or no Skylar Thompson. I think the defense is going to rise to the occasion. I think they're going to be much better in this week's matchup than they have been in the previous two years to the, to the Wildcats. And so much of it is just going to be dependent on how well they slow down Deuce Vaughn. And I think this is going to be the, the year that they finally do it. You know, we've seen them run linebackers to try and shut off running backs. And I think this is going to be a great game for Spencer Rattler. Now I might be going out on a limb there. You can feel free to tell me that I'm crazy for thinking Spencer Rattler might throw for over 300 yards in this game. But I think if the Oklahoma Sooners offensive staff was wise, they would look to get the ball out of his hands quickly, use some bubble screens, allow guys like Marvin Mims and Michael Woods and Mario Williams to, and Jaden Hazelwood to make guys miss in the, in the short passing game or Eric Gray. I mean, we saw Eric Gray take a swing pass out of the backfield last week against West Virginia and it sparked the offense and got them to their first touchdown. So more of that, less of trying to force things deep. You know, you take, you, you take all that stuff underneath early in the game and eventually the defense, the opposing defense will start pressing and trying to take away the underneath stuff. And that's when you can hit them for the deep shot. When they're looking underneath pump, fake that slant, run that go concept and touchdown. So Oklahoma's got it. It's going to be a tough matchup. I think it's going to be a one score game again, but I think Oklahoma's offense is going to look a lot better. I still think the defense is going to play well, even though they're going to give up 20 points. And I got this one going to the Oklahoma Sooners 27 to 20. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you check in next time as we'll recap this game and give you our, our winners, our losers, players of the game, and favorite plays as well. Until next time, my name is John Williams. Boomer sooner.